I was thinking the other day about how my friend from high school, he stole all my magic cards. <laughs> oh, God, what a jerk. Yeah, it was the worst. It was a devastating blow. He um, asked to borrow them one day, and then rumor <laughs> rumor has it took off on his motorcycle. <laughs> we were all in high school, so. Okay. So his intention was to steal them. Yeah, and I thought he was my friend. I mean, can I guess we those name, aren't. Can we name names? Who is? Uh, his name was Brandon. Brandon. Should I give his last name? Just out of spite. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and his address. <laughs> you think, do you think this will get back to him? <laughs> Let's go fuck this guy up. Uh, he Brand- might still have those cards. Well, his name is Brandon White, and I do know where at least his parents probably live. <laughs> <laughs> your, your cards could be there at his parents' house. I mean. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, that's if they've kept a box under the stairs or, or his room. They keep his room done up just like it was when he left for jail. Yeah, <laughs> <The> like <criminal. laughs> like they went to whatever um, flop house he was last found in, <laughs> and the uh, the government raided it and then sent all his possessions back to his parents. Maybe they need those for reparations to the victims. So mm. they've already sold them, and, and they've dealt out the uh, value. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, magic uh, is not a victimless crime. It's uh, its shadow can fall over entire communities. So let's let's walk through this. How how does he steal your cards? He's like, one day he says, hey, you want to, can I borrow? He oh. said, well, we were <laughs> close friends. That's, okay. <laughs> that's it. Okay. So he asked to borrow my entire, like, stock of cards, basically. Un- under what pretense? Not all the garbage cards, but... We were in the back of a of a bus. We must have been going to some sports trip. Uh-huh. Um, and he was like, hey, you have really cool cards. Can I borrow them? I'll, biv- I'll give them back. <laughs> That's it. That was all it took. <laughs> Dang, it's insidious. We were seniors in high school. Huh. Uh, we never saw him again. Wow. Was it like the last? No, I mean, this was cross country, right? It was probably cross country. I think he was doing cross country so that's that a winter year. sport. You still had to go to school <laughs> with him for like. <laughs> no, he vanished. Oh. I never saw him again. Oh he, wow! And there were rumors going on that he had gotten into cocaine <laughs> after cross country. <laughs> and uh, well, this was true at least that he was working at a casino. Okay. As a senior in high school. As a senior in high school, like he was a dealer. At a casino. Really? Like a card dealer. Can you be a dealer? How old do you have to be to be a dealer? Maybe on the reservation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he had a love of magic cards. Okay. And knew that he was leaving town, probably due to some money he owed to a book or something. <laughs> right. He was a dealer, but he was a little bit crooked. I'm not 100% how we got to the head taken off on a motorcycle, because I don't know, thinking <laughs> back, if we knew that he had a motorcycle. <laughs> he just like hit the open road. Right. He was the kind of guy who was always bragging about like all the sex he was having. <laughs> this cross country guy that's into magic cards. Yeah. Already his story is falling apart. But he's also he's also like kind of weirdly like kind of weirdly elevated a lot. And he was a fast talker, the kind of guy you you'd think would like fall in with like a a crowd of Pacific Northwest mobsters. Okay. Somehow. Well, the fast talking kind of backs up the cocaine part of the story. Too. Yeah, that might have been a little <laughs> column A, a little column B. <laughs> That's good. Brandon White, he's out there somewhere. So I never got them back, of course. Huh. And that was sort of the end of magic for me. 
So you had, I, if I try to think back to, that'd be like 1996. 98, my senior year, oh, pretty okay, much. Oh, okay, 98, yeah. okay. Yeah. So. You would have, you would have moved on. Yeah, no, I, point. I think I was. You would have been yeah, like I probably wasn't playing magic much anymore. Third year college, probably. I wonder, I feel like I could hear the microphone rubbing on my lip. Oh, so <laughs> your listener. That <laughs> That's what that that rustling sound was. Yeah, that that gentle brushing sound <laughs> yeah. that you don't mind, but you you definitely know it's there. Yeah, we're not going to edit it out. So, but I've right. adjusted my microphone. So, so back to magic. Back to <laughs> the important, the meat of the conversation. Mm -hmm. um, I remember you had a green deck. Uh, mm. Am I right? Still, you had like Gaia's Liege and Saprolings. See, uh, Saprolings. Yeah. So, holy see, we're, crap! We're, we're actual magic people. I wasn't right. making it up. I know cards. I mean, there's there's a deep like <laughs> there's a deep dark pit, you know, back in my brain somewhere where if I if I was if I got started, it would probably vomit up just a endless amount of magic chat yeah yeah it's buried deep so that's why i i remember your deck was uh maybe this wasn't the one he stole, i favored green you had I green did. cards you had phthalids that's right phthalids. <laughs> oh my goodness i had phthalids and um i i had also that lord of the pit oh yeah lord of the pit so this is my thing was large impractical cards yeah well that's how the game was back then Right, in it the wasn't a tight it was machine. Like you spent eight or nine turns to get your big monster out. <laughs> this is a G-rated podcast, by the way. So I meant exactly what I meant uh, to say there. Right, right. We we also, you know, we played a family, family, you know, friendly magic game. Mm -hmm. At least, at least we were all like nice kids, you know, staying up too late. Yeah. And a sleepover. And then, magic decks back then were like like massive oh yeah that was the <laughs> whole thing with my decks too i called my main deck chunky <laughs> that's right <laughs> and it was not just a green deck it was every color but white yeah because that would have been absurd <laughs> to have all five now it, the game is a lot different have you played at all no i have friends that okay that well i had friends <laughs> and also when i had them these friends would talk about that magic was, as you mentioned, kind of a tighter game now. That's and my daughter was playing today was at oh. her friend's house playing magic. I'm excited to have ch children old enough <laughs> that then I will have friends because <laughs> oh, they have to be friendly to me because <laughs> they live with me. Oh, geez. They'll share funny. their hobbies with me. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the game has changed so much now that, like, I don't, I don't know any of the cards. And, and I would have to play with decks that my daughter built. And she'd probably just whoop on me, so mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know the cards anymore. It it was, I think, a hard time when I realized that the cards weren't coming back. <laughs> like it had been a few months. <laughs> I think I had maybe um, at that point. No, I don't think I had a girlfriend yet. I was gonna say I probably gotten a girlfriend <laughs> or something. No, I think I probably <laughs> it was just <laughs> just <laughs> sad someone had stolen all my magic cards because I remember getting into them and it was. It was like I had my first little cardboard uh -huh. box yeah. of them that I was keeping them in. And I, I'd, you know, I was a freshman or whatever, obsessing over like sorting them and whatnot. Uh -huh. And I remember making a resolution that I would only ever make trades that benefit benefited me to an obscene degree. Because <laughs> I was used to seeing people make trades and, yeah. you know, like oh, they were fair. Like, no, I'm only going to ever trade like 
you know, a goblin for, you know, a force of nature or something. Right. You know, but that, that didn't pan out because I'm a, I'm a big wimp. <laughs> <laughs> so I always get bad deals. Yeah, I got a lot of bad trades back then, too. But so maybe maybe it was for the best that Brandon ran off with your cards. Although I, I wonder what what became of them. Oh, I'm sure. His cross country uh, sure. no, exodus. No good came. He probably showed them to some guy he met on the road who right. like lifted them and you know all of his drugs ran off. They're they're probably still out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, they probably. Are. They're not likely to have been destroyed. Someone's so. basement. Ah. Oh, listen to that. <laughs> I was trying to come up with the name of the track we should play, <laughs> and Steve just knew it right offhand. Like, yeah. yep. Well, you went. Jun, 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 jun. <laughs> <laughs> Good old relax. The, uh, the comfortable the, tunes of right. Angel Attacks. I mean, I knew the I knew the title right away. It's like the best one. <laughs> so. Um, Hey, we're back. We're back. <laughs> we, we're still doing this. It's been like month, a month, two months. Like two months, easy. That's that's uh, it's rough. I, I don't know. We we had all the best intentions um, to keep doing this, and uh, and then like Thanksgiving happened, and and your weird work schedule. Yeah, yeah. So I, we were we still have the best intentions, I think. <laughs> it's just it's just a sorry reflection on <laughs> um, the responsibilities of normal life. Uh recurring theme right. that we have here. Yeah. Uh last time it was summer uh got in the way of our dream of having a successful oh, right, podcast. Camping. And now it's holiday season. Holiday season. Um but we're here we're it's the twenty first is it the 20, 22nd? What's today? <laughs> oh, yeah. This is how tuned in we are to life. It's the 22nd. Uh. <laughs> Sunday, the 22nd of December. Right. Christmas is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not a Christian, sorry, you can call it whatever. <laughs> you're missing out. I'm actually not. I still call it Christmas. Right. But uh, you don't call you don't be like, mm, mess. No, you won't. no, no. I mean, I'm not. I'm not Christian, but uh, <laughs> but I don't take offense. I say Christmas. I almost think it's like a, it's like my own little private joke. That like <laughs> the my, my blasphemous tongue is right. like saying the the religious greeting to people, and it <laughs> oh, like and, you know, they don't even know. They don't even know. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've co-opted your holiday. Yeah, that's called right. a that's <laughs> called a win win. ways, I know <laughs> it's good, and then they don't have hurt feelings, and and I'm uh, laughing at them. Christmas is kind of the <laughs> royal holiday for yeah. Christians. Yeah, it's like when when their mighty king you know gets a day all for himself. Yeah, he was he was uh, born uh, and died and died. He was <laughs> wait. It's they an, died it's on a Easter. Story. There's a song about it. Uh, <laughs> away in the manger. That feels like a very Christian thing that you can act, you can sum up the entire thing in one song. <laughs> yeah, that's it's true. Like, it's it's like, like my extent of the have you of heard the lore story? is all from the <laughs> the Christmas music. It is that is that feels like enough for non Christians to get by in America if you just have a good working knowledge of Christian music. Yeah, I mean holiday uh, Christmas music. 
I don't know if the Mariah Carey song has much of the Jesus part <laughs> in it. Like modernization. <laughs> they yeah. might trim out some bits and insert yeah. inappropriate. But that's what makes it fun. You, there's there's things to enjoy for all the people who uh, want to. I, I, I've heard even like some Jewish people will have a Christmas tree sometimes just because the, the tree is fun to have. Right, right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the one angle that... Uh, that Christianity like is really nailed, I think, and as far as like prettying up the holiday is just irresistible. Yeah, and like you know, borrow some pagan traditions. And right, some fire, some fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some some sparkle, some pizzazz, <laughs> and uh, it's been pretty successful. It's been, I would say. it's been a fair success, and we're looking forward to seeing how yeah. it goes. So my name, we forgot to say our names right away. Oh, yeah, away I have it written time. down in yeah, large okay, font. So, and I see the cursor is blinking by say our names and say welcome. <laughs> and say welcome. I think I said welcome. We did say so welcome. welcome. Yeah. So Thank you for listening. Uh, my name is Steve Ayers. Uh, my name is Michael uh, Ayers, nee Von Lonen. Uh-huh. Um, I was... Due to some naming mishaps around my marriage. Oh, I was visiting my sister, and uh, we were listening to the episode, <laughs> uh, the first episode, just so I, I was like, hey, I do a podcast. She's like, really? Let me hear it. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> but so we're playing it, and uh, you know, we're introducing ourselves in the first episode. I say, my name is Steve Ayers. You say, my name is Michael Ayers Von Lanen. And, and my sister goes, did he say Michael Ayers Bin Laden? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> I was like, that's better, actually. <laughs> and maybe, and maybe he should just announce himself. Right. Like, I, I just announced my name as that in the first episode, and it just never comes up again. I know. It's funny. Because <laughs> if that's what she heard, I wonder I know. Uh, if anybody else heard that. So, for the record, it's not Bin Laden. My email address, <laughs> <laughs> which I guess I shouldn't announce. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But um, it's, uh, it's Farm Swede. Mm-hmm. P-H-R-P-H-A-R-M-S-W-E-D-E. Yeah. And it's a, it's an amalgamation, or it's like a blend word. It's like a Lewis Carroll blend word uh-huh. of pharmacy and Swedish. Oh, like okay. My two college degrees. However, <laughs> I didn't realize for years that the average person hearing this or reading it thinks it's a, it's like a clever evasion on farms weed. <laughs> Because it's that, because that would be pretty clever. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It, and that kind of works, like uh, in, you know, medical and in, in the uh, industry you're in. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like lead. a, yeah, I'm a jolly guy. You huh. know, That's pretty funny. laid back. So it's uh, I got a good friend. I probably shouldn't <laughs> give up his. I won't give email up his, address. Uh, how can I tell this joke without giving up his email address? Because <laughs> it's a, it's a joke about his. Name, physical address, and phone number. No, I'll just say I won't say. W- you'll have to. You'll have to email every single at. Um, but his email address was pbase. Well, actually, there's some <laughs> numbers too, but pbase because he plays the bass, the up the uh, Fender pbase. Mm. Um, Fender makes the pbase, the jazz bass, uh, you know, whatever. But he plays the pbase. It's his favorite. So he was given his email address to somebody. The guy saw. He he wrote it out. And the guy saw P base, but he goes, "Peanut butter? Who's peanut butter ass?" P B A S S. And so now everyone calls my friend peanut butter ass <laughs> because of his. Well, no one calls him that actually, but uh, anyway, Those every are once n- in a while, the kind of nickname you usually have to earn. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It, it, it's like such a good nickname, and it and it doesn't. Um, 
it hasn't really stuck, although it's like a joke that comes up frequently. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, my my email address is much less interesting. Yeah, you don't want you don't want that <laughs> one. Try to work on mine for a while first. Yeah, Michael Ayers Bin Laden. Dot dot org. We just screwed whoever is actually named that. I know. Yeah, yeah. He had managed to keep a low profile <laughs> until now. Secrets out, pal. Yeah. So yeah, well, yeah. So it's been real life, uh, as as the gamers say, have been, has been interfering with our podcasts. I have to say that I haven't been able to um, put very much into the world of Evangelion yeah. uh, or my fandom, yeah. as also the kids say in the last couple of months. I know. like it, you get. I think we do an episode of podcast and your interest peaks out. And for a few days there, I'm like immersed in it. Yeah. And I have to, be, I have to admit, <laughs> I haven't actually even watched any or read any Evangelion since we did our last episode. So if you're uh, listening to the most recent episode of this Evangelion podcast, <laughs> this might be a bit of a bombshell. And, yeah. uh, uh, but we talked about today, too, like what, what uh, you know, we're still sort of formulating, and maybe this goes into the next little section here, the state of the podcast. What are we doing here? <laughs> another recurring <laughs> another recurring topic on this right. podcast and we talk about today a little i think i think what we're doing here two months past we sit down so we're sitting what are we here doing here yeah what are we doing because uh we love evangelion true that's obvious we've named that, our podcast after yeah. it but then we don't actually watch a lot of it <laughs> i often think i will it's yeah. you've done you've done a better job than i have but well, I also I also like have made, you know, brash promises that I'm going to develop like some other angles on this too. Like I was going to, I was going to write some about it mm-hmm. and I I I sort of got all of the uh database and, you know, kind of like <laughs> website background. <laughs> so I enjoyed doing all that part, so it's like making it easy for me to annotate, uh-huh. you know, screenshots and start writing it that way. Kind of in the spirit of there's an old uh Ava Geeks project where they were going to do like a shot by shot but it turns out they only got like episode nine or so like i'm gonna do it proper i'm gonna invest (laughs) hundreds of hours into this i've certainly invested hundreds of hours (laughs) into selfish projects yeah in the past but i only got as far as doing the design part so that's what i've done well uh, the website looks good um it's more than i could put together i think i'm pretty pleased with it i was on my web host but I'm, I'm switching over to Bluehost. I was on the Bluehost, and the guy helping me, they always, like, check out your website. Mm-hmm. On the, uh, He was helping me on the phone. They always check out your website, and the guy, you know, was like, well, you have a talent for web development. I was like, oh. Really? Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> he must look at a lot of garbage all day. Um, you don't have any dancing babies on your website. Yeah, I do have a dancing unit one. I haven't looked at the site in a while, actually. I'm pulling it up here. I always use that. That dancing baby joke. That's a joke. Oh. <laughs> I don't even think it I applies think, anymore. Oh, the Ally McBeal dancing baby. Uh, uh, I mean. Because that used to be all over like Angel Fire sites and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like an yeah. applet. Do people use applets anymore? Oh, it's a dead technology. Oh, yeah. So I'm like really dating myself. No one no one laughs at my joke. No one ever laughed at it. I still drive by it. I thought, <laughs> it's like dancing baby. Good, good comment. <laughs> so, uh, you know, see, I split it into four p- four pages kind of now mm-hmm. so you got posts mm-hmm. you got the podcast i really sweated over the you know like the hot linking down to oh yeah 
various spots you can click open. Oh, yeah, that's snappy. Wow, it looks yeah. better since, ooh, we got yeah. Mandy on there now. Were we talking about Mandy last week? That was uh, that was the one. Oh, that's right. The that. guy, the yeah. guy wrote the mm -hmm. uh, the guy who wrote Mandy also wrote some Evangelion. Was that what it was? Uh, he wrote a a great editorial about uh, Nickyano. Yeah, <laughs> it's been so yeah. long. I don't remember. Yeah, it's all it's all <laughs> on the website. Um, if I had some dates on here. June nineteenth was well. That was when the article. Oh, that's came when the article. Out. I think came we up. did it maybe end of August or sometime in September. And then the fourth page I have on the website, evangelionpodcast.com, He remembered to say, is labeled analysis. Very bare. <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. May never get there. Maybe not. Well, yep. so this afternoon, getting prepared. Or this evening, it's actually pretty late, but getting prepared, we're watching. Um, and we'll talk about it a little bit today. The otaku no video. Am I going off script? A little bit, um, but we'll. But it's okay. We but it time. makes me think that maybe this becomes more of a otaku podcast, or talking or what am I even talking about? Hideki Ano's perception of otaku and tying that into basically what we're doing is becoming some kind of weird podcasting otaku we're trying to catch up to where a lot of people i think if they're like big anime fans are probably yeah. <laughs> you know they're, they're probably living already yeah 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 like this they, is probably a development i can't even remember yeah, if we mentioned it last time but yeah sort of re redoing our format a little bit to alternating evangelion episode reviews sort of uh-huh and then episodes about Hideki Anno, mm -hmm. work he's done, film series, just trying to get his personality bit as a way to try to understand the show better. Right. I think. Okay. Maybe that's, yeah. maybe we'll just talk about otaku maybe for a few episodes so we don't have to become. <laughs> we have to remind ourselves constantly. <laughs> what, what, what is this about? What are yeah. we doing here? What is this for? <laughs> um, we don't have any staff, which right. we were lamenting a moment ago, getting all of our, our kit set up here. But, um, uh, I guess this also falls under state of the podcast. We have new gear. Oh yeah, we, I mean we're decked. We got wires. Yeah, it looks. Oh, I if I were to picture. walk into this when we first started, Maybe I would I have take said a picture these, of our new rig. These fellas sure know what they're doing, which um, is such we'll, a far cry from where we started. I'll take a picture. Oh yeah, that's right. And then um, the Lacroix next to it. <laughs> Free advertising for those jerks. That'll kind of put people like our our social, uh, socioeconomic strata. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of see. Like well, and you can see my messy rec room in the <laughs> right. background. But we'll, we can right. put this on the website. It's and like you could see our new setup is this uh, podcast mixer. Right. Uh, we were trying to find the name of it earlier, and you volunteered um, off-brand Chinese crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I was looking it up, and I, I saw that it's like there's a gen it's basically a generic podcast mixer, and then different companies sell it and put their own little label on it. So this one mm. says secondary element, but I was looking it up, and they have in this little square here they they'll put whatever brand. There's a factory that's just churning these out for for like forty dollars. So this is like real real uh, reasonably priced. And they just leave a blank spot there for yeah. the, comp the, the next company down, the distributor, to <laughs> put their logo on it. Yeah, We struggled a bit at the front, but yeah, uh, the levels look good. And just doing playbacks, it sounds just fantastic, I got to say. And then I was able to tie music in uh, directly. I, last, last episode, we used my old MIDI interface. Did we tie in the music 
with a line in. I recall just holding yeah. my face close to it, I think. Yeah. So this uh, might have been the best sounding music yeah. we've ever had. Should we do it again? Why not? <laughs> you just play it on loop and a low volume for the next Look, hour and I, a half. I can tie it in. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm gonna. Here we go. I'll hold up my headphone here so I can I can hear it. There it goes. I can like crank it up. Oh. Again, the Evangelion fan might hear this and get amped up to oh, uh, yeah. talk they're about gonna, Evangelion. Or they're they're gonna hear this and turn off the podcast <laughs> and watch watch the show. Yeah, I can't blame you. It's a great show. We might talk about it in some future episode. Yeah. Oh, this is great. <laughs> I mean I, I like being able to punch music. We could do um if I get really into this, I could cue up things, sound oh, yeah. effects, and and um, like I was listening to. Uh, yeah, that might be a next a good next step is like to uh, talk about our podcast. Yeah. Um, diet lately. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like um, I've been listening to Amy Schumer's podcast, uh, Three Girls, One Keith, and <laughs> I just they, got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. They have like a little theme song for every segment too. So I was texting uh, Mike the other day. I'm like, Three Girls, One Keith is real good. Um, my sister recommended it, so I started listening to it. But it's like the opposite of this podcast. <laughs> like in every in every respect. I sure I replied <laughs> like uh, <laughs> mainstream topics. Uh, yeah, yeah. Interestingly it's, selected it's with like, good production value. Yeah, production value. <laughs> they have an engineer on site while they're recording it uh they have no lacroix mouth sounds as i try to slip I, a drink yeah, in there I don't, think, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't remember any mouth sounds that doesn't mean it hasn't happened on the show but um their episodes are 30 minutes long ah, give or take we're 30 <laughs> minutes in currently yeah <laughs> they have recurred are we really i think so <laughs> <laughs> yes okay <laughs> So <laughs> their episode is ending at I this know. point. They've already done. They have a segment <laughs> called uh, "Pound It or Pass." They do every time. <laughs> they name someone and they say whether they would pound them or pass. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Amy Schumer. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny. It's uh, you know at this point in their podcast, uh, millions of people entertained, yeah. satisfied. Oh yeah, yeah. Moving along with their day. Yeah, and actually they do commercials, so like they're getting do, paid. Yeah, they do like Klondike, Klondike bar commercials twice oh. uh, per episode. So yeah, they they're actually you know making a a pretty penny, I'm sure. Yeah. So again, it's the opposite yeah. of this. If 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 this isn't <laughs> what you that's want, that's profitable. And yeah, if you're listening to this now and this is not what you're looking for. You should try the Amy, Amy Schumer's podcast. <laughs> right, because right. Because it's, it's exactly what this isn't, and maybe that's what you're into. It's the sort <laughs> of thing where it's hard to imagine someone <laughs> listening this deep in. Well, at all, number one. <laughs> but then also, like, right. what? Are, yeah, like, what are you looking for then if you've made it this deep in and you're still listening, like, kind of trying to think of what else? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, for me, you haven't even said <laughs> we're already starting to spiral into <laughs> despair. Let, let's go back to the script. Okay, go wait. Back to the script. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Uh, okay. Podcast diet. So that well, that got us okay, into trouble. Yeah. So but three girls, three girls, one Keith <laughs> is what show. I've been watching, and then I, of course, still watching Doughboys. Um, how about you? What are you watching? Uh, or wa- listening right, to? Right. Right. Well, most to. of my inspiration for any kind of you know, format that we have for this 
for this show it comes from the podcast I've been binging called Action Boys. Ah, yeah, it's Action a Patreon-only podcast. It's got some of uh, UCB Improv School's finest. My That's favorite is the guy John Gabris. Okay, I know I know who John Gabris is. I mean, I have to say the only reason I haven't listened to Action Boys yet is the paywall. So. Oh yeah, five bucks <laughs> so or eight bucks, I think, for <laughs> the extra episode. Is it uh, per month? Per month. Oh wow. Where they're even they're even viler on their extra episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like sophomoric humor at its best. I always tell people it's as funny as I remember me and my friends being when we were sophomores in high school. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably and it's basically the same like <laughs> right, the right. same uh yeah uh wieners maturity level. A lot boobs. of wieners. A lot of boobs. <laughs> um but they're awesome, and they—they, they, I mean, they're very, very funny people, and so that leads me to a lot of false confidence <laughs> that we are that funny because yeah. we're funny guys. Yeah, we're I not mean, comedians. No. no, no. And so when we try to emulate what comedians do, for instance, it seems easy when you watch comedians do it, but yeah, but they're like seasoned and practiced and re- rehearsed and <laughs> right, and they have like, trained. Yeah, a lot of confidence. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, so. but so they, you know, they're improvers, so that makes me feel like, oh, let's do the, let's do like a cold improv open. Um, <laughs> I think we're getting better. We just reviewed how comedy works before this, right. before yeah. <laughs> we went live here and no, you know, kind of got we're oriented. Learning. We're still learning. Our yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, but they're, you know, they're fantastic. That's my shout out. That's, that's the main thing I've been doing entertainment wise really i've kind of been drowning myself in this uh this other web design project Mm -hmm. that i'm hoping goes somewhere it's kind of pharmacy related okay trying to make something on a cell is that the one i far far too boring to describe i've looked at before is it a new one or is it the one um i've seen before yeah yeah i'm sorry i probably did inflict because i because i yeah i try to show it to people uh, whenever possible, and I'm, I'm too proud of it yeah. at some moment. And then later, I realize like this is beyond don't, what anyone yeah, would care I don't, about. I couldn't even tell you. I know I've seen a website, <laughs> a pharmacy website you're working on. It's like a tool, yeah. though. For yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm proud of it. Yeah. But enough said. But th- I mean, that I guess that's prevented me from. That's what I've been doing instead of probably getting back more into Evangelion uh-huh. and doing Avon- Evangelion <laughs> stuff. It's pretty rewarding though because there's all sort of practice coding and web design and you know databasing and all these kind of skills that i hope will go somewhere and even if they don't it's kind of a creative outlet uh-huh. so it's kind of it's a hobby yeah yeah well that's good none of my hobbies will ever make any money oh this won't ever make any money it's a long <laughs> shot i really am trying but i mean it's <laughs> yeah i think it's my midlife crisis <laughs> i'm i'm kind of figuring out that's what it is because i have these thoughts about like I really want this to succeed just to show that I can accomplish something on my own. And then I'll have thoughts like that. I'm like, what do I care? Yeah. <laughs> like, why am I having these intrusive, like, need to prove myself yeah, to who? thoughts? Yeah. It, it how how many matter. listens did we get on our last episode? Um, we, I just, I just looked it up in case it came up. We have been played once in the last 24 hours. That was probably me. Actually, that's actually kind of a low, and it's probably just because it's Sunday and people are doing things. Yeah, because we, uh, uh, I'm gonna honk this horn. We get six to a dozen listens per per day. Really? Huh. Yeah. And again, big asterisk. I don't know. 
<laughs> how long they hang around after yeah. clicking play. Well, they're like hoping for some kind of uh, explanation of what the hell this show is. I know. It just <laughs> and we're 30 minutes in and we <laughs> just, we're, oh, we're not watching an episode this time either. They found a complete <laughs> wall of noise to just keep their pets entertained yeah, while they're can, out of town. You know, they can watch the episode, but we're trying to give you some background and some flavor and uh, our own sort of fan fan based gushing. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, we we do aim high. We do aim <laughs> for this to be a, a valuable experience for people. I I say we'll we, get there. I think we're also <laughs> there. Probably are people who are big fans. And um, if they feel a little bit of shame about their their fan fandom, that we're validating that there are other people out there that like it as much as you do. We're a good middle of the road, probably yeah. between <laughs> people just passing through Evangelion and doing a couple of shows about. It. Like we've kind of gotten maybe down about in the past. Like oh, these guys are just they're anime people or they're polished showmen and they're right. just doing some Evangelion episodes while it's hot moving along. Hey, that's that's awesome. You know, we don't we shouldn't get down on them really, but. <laughs> But that's kind of like our our elitism showing about a show that w- that well my I should speak for myself that that uh, that that I really love and it's kind of like easy to take cheap shots like that. <laughs> and on the other side we have the otaku. Right. I think we're in the middle. Or is that only because it'd be too it'd be admitting too much <laughs> to say we're becoming otaku? Oh yeah, Are yeah. You watching so guy who's admitted that he spent too much time programming. <laughs> Something that will never go anywhere that he can't watch his favorite anime series. Yeah. Also has a growing family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess we're not. Your soft bits are showing. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I guess that gets to the topic of this this episode, mm. this plug cast of Neon Genesis Evangelion. I'm oh, sorry, yeah. We haven't said, said the name of the show it's yet. Neon Podcast <laughs> Evangelion. Neon Podcast Evangelion. Um, Mike went to Scarecrow Video. And and picked out uh, reserved and and picked out otaku no video. Yeah, the 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 host the clerk was very familiar with it. Like, <laughs> really? like I asked her about. It. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got that. Oh, oh yeah. So huh. someone you know maybe she's uh like enough of an anime person. Yeah. I feel like again if you're like otaku enough and you've passed that threshold, you're like yeah yeah Gainax's old weird right uh, critique of of otaku culture. Yeah, and, and, and watching watching this has been almost hits a little too close to home sometimes. I think I, I think we both did have a couple nervous laughs. Yeah. Uh during it. So but, but before we probably maybe before we dig too deep into okay. it, we wanted to well really the original intent of this of this uh episode for us was to watch Daikon three and Daikon four. Right. Which are Kind of the famous original works of Hideki Anno, the auteur, um, you know, the uh, the lead, etc., on Evangelion. Mm-hmm. In an effort, you know, kind of start at the beginning in our Hideki anography, <laughs> and um, you know, then watch a, a number of his works, kind of in order, and comment on them and learn about the show. These were some short pieces that he made when he was just starting out his career, and we don't we don't have probably a super adequate grasp on the context, but I understand that these really impressed, you know, the powers that be in the industry at the time. And he, and his, his little group kind of took off from there. But, but that's not what we end up watching today. No, <laughs> we tried. <laughs> um, that, and every, every source that I read about really promoted Otaku no video as containing fully 
Daikon 3 and Daikon 4, but they did not really at, at all. all. <laughs> at all. Like maybe some background images, some <laughs> running video at some point. So we we watched all the all all we watched Otaku no video and it was plenty interesting. I think we can get a lot of good grist out of it. But then also we wanted to just now watch live Daikon 3 and Daikon 4. Mm-hmm. And we've we've both seen a little bit of them but yeah. not like the whole thing. And we will uh we'll comment a bit and discuss and then we'll actually discuss uh otaku no video okay we have kind of some context kind of our own experience you know being 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 uh being dorks in some ways <laughs> you know through our lives uh <laughs> i guess my impression is that they were in my mind like a handful of handful of guys like yeah. three or four or something you know working out of somebody's garage you know animating these cells Kind of like King of the Hill <laughs> or uh, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. these were both. Well, Beavis and Butthead, I guess. <laughs> That's probably why I thought King of the Hill because, uh, yeah, Mike Judge yeah. later probably had plenty of resources to make King of the Hill. But, but Beavis and Butthead, like the original, you know, with just him. Hand drawing. Hand drawing sort of like it. crude. Yeah. Quickly, yeah. hastily drawn. <laughs> yeah. Throwing it together and it just being so impressive. Yeah. Um, and then the Daikon three was like so the video was made as like an intro for a it's like a convention or a conference or something right yeah daikon is like a nickname for some old probably anime convention i have it here the nihon science fiction taike convention i see and somehow it gotten this nickname of daikon and so these kind of up and coming kids fresh out of college named Hideki Ano, Hiroyuki Yamaga, and Takami Akai were contracted to make the, the introduction animation to get everyone psyched. I think the first one, Daikon 3, we haven't figured out why it's called 3. Yeah. Well, I think it was like, it, my impression was that it was like the third oh! time they had done this conference. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. So it was the third conference. Right. I thought they were doing kind of like a Star Wars thing. Like, so it's I'm funny how Star Wars starts in the middle of the series. Oh. I, <laughs> that was throwing me off. That could, I mean, that could be too. I don't, you might be right, actually. So we started playing Daikon 3 here. And Opening uh, animation, it probably <laughs> announces right in the front. Because this thing is like a real patchwork of anime tropes. You can go to YouTube right now, look up Daikon 3. That's D-A-I-C-O-N, which is a radish. It's a kind of radish. Right, the famous daikon radish of and, Japanese cuisine. Uh, we'll just we'll just watch it here, and you guys can watch along at home if you want or not. Maybe we should just make up an engineer, like Engineer Brian. Then we can blame him for <laughs> whenever things take too long. Brian, uh <laughs> Or how about that guy that Brian stole your Brian needed magic work cards? badly. Brandon. Oh, Brandon. Yeah, this is after he's... Like, <laughs> after he's finished his youth, he's wasted his youth of hard <laughs> hard living. Okay, I'm going to hit play. It's <laughs> five like minutes and 27 me. seconds long. We're just going to talk through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I mean, we'll just <laughs> so. we'll just experience this. A lot, is, a lot has come to this moment, built, building up to this moment. Yeah, we're like you know, 45 minutes into the <laughs> podcast. Well, I mean, in my life, personally. For, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking forward to this for months, planning okay. when we're going to get together and... 
All right, I'm starting it. This means more to me than to the listener, for sure. <laughs> Daikon 3 opening animation. So calling probably it announces 1981. Got some fanfare in an aerial shot. It's like we're falling. And ooh, a spaceship. And so this is when I was watching it. I was like, you can really see the like garage level animation. Like the drawings are kind of sh like the lines aren't straight. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's it does look amateurish for it, sure. It's kind of like two or three frames per second. Yeah, I feel like not a lot of movement. But is there anything that you can see that makes you think of Hideki Anno? Not yet. <laughs> well, those, that tie does, but I mean, that could just be there's, anime. There's running animation animation <laughs> is pretty good. And I mean, so it just it gets insane immediately. Yeah. So this this girl has been given this this <laughs> jar of liquid, and then a a mobster crocodile appears, and now a mecha. Right. Right. And he just blew up the little crocodile with sunglasses. So then we raise the stakes here as, as the girl <laughs> randomly throws the mecha over the sunrise. <laughs> so I'm trying to be like in the headspace of someone at Daikon 3 convention. Well, this is a great joke. Watch this. So it's like she's running away from this thing uh -huh. and it looks like a giant mech. But oh, no. but it's not much bigger than <laughs> it's her. It's as big as this tiny girl. And well, this so this is 1981, right? Okay, yeah. So this is what, it, I mean, yeah. Think about what animation you were looking at in 1981. This is this, about that's, as good as it gets. That's like um, King Koopa there that just rose out of the out of the ground. Oh, okay. Kinda, except he was brown. Yeah. Well, there's supposed to be a lot of actual pop pop culture references. There's a little bit in this one, but I think there must be more in Daikon Four. I think some of these animation techniques were probably pretty groundbreaking for the time, like the the, the falling animation and the hair flapping and and those rockets. <laughs> she yeah. has got like the the butt rocket there. Yeah, or she. <laughs> he does it too. So does the robot. Yeah, yeah. She's breathing kind of hard. What was that? that just went by in the background. It was yeah. just like a like a space shuttle, like oh, a a 1980s space shuttle just like sailed by. Oh, she caught his. Uh, that was actually pretty cool. She caught his projectile and threw it back at him. Yeah, I mean this would get you like amped up, yeah. right? I mean, in the in the before Pixar, <laughs> right? Because this then Pixar is basically the history of animation. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. We're awestruck at whatever yeah, just was, happened yeah, there. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I think that was Some maybe kind the of symbol. symbol. Oh yeah, and everyone's Daikon like, 3. yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's the entire like. Um, These look like Pokemon, but it's the entire Godzilla like bestiary oh well there's a star there's a star blazer ship and this is gundam so now we're getting some uh pop culture references the star wars did i say star blazers i meant star i mean they're wars. just, just throwing a, yeah. everything onto the screen at this point a we lights, got a lightsaber yeah, lightsaber that's a pretty cool rocket pack animation there so that must be godzilla gojira yeah, I mean, there's... It's just a, it's an orgy of, yeah. <laughs> like, awesome expl exploding every... Like, oh, there's the Yamato. They're exploding the coolest spaceships. Oh, the Enterprise. <laughs> the Enterprise. Yeah. Like, just raining, raining uh, destruction on, like, 
every popular like monster and, and spaceship that, in Japanese it? culture. Nope. Oh, now we have the uh, after the final she act. destroyed everything. The little denouement here. <laughs> she waters a this daikon. shriveled radish, and it becomes a radish spaceship. A radish spaceship. Welcome to Daikon Three, everyone. I, I, I imagine there's a lot of applause. Yeah, right die. They don't even show you the con. You don't need it. <laughs> there it is, con. The spaceship's hilarious with the little like radish hairs. I wonder if it's like, it. is that a pun? Like Daikon the radish and Daikon like convention. <laughs> what are these guys? <laughs> Real blockheads. <laughs> this is yeah. Dai if Dai is some kind of yeah Japanese. I wonder if that's a Japanese word. pun. Well, yeah, because that's all like con is usually something con. Daikon three. That looks like a poster you made for your uh, high school campaign for class president. When oh, they have the the sheet <laughs> come down. That's not bad. That's good. Yeah, I think that would get someone pretty so that pretty amped that up. Supposedly, just like took. So that was three guys. Um, must have been working, it's like day and night. There we go. Okay. To po to paste that together. Yeah. Could we do that? Well, sure. <laughs> the amount of time <laughs> I waste with. <laughs> we have to learn to draw. Right. That's tricky. I can sort of draw. I don't know if I could draw a lot of things. Uh, right. Uh, subtly different uh, for 12 or 14 frames per second. That's one of the cool parts about it, though, is just how it's, like, it's recognizable. Like, it is like high it's not like the good artist at your right. high school. Yeah, yeah. Like once while you look over the shoulder of some guy who's like really into drawing, drawing this awesome stuff on his on his on his note notebook. Yeah. And like, that's incredible. Yeah. You obviously need to be doing this for a living. Yeah, but that wasn't this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It like they looked that looked like an anime girl. Yeah, yeah. Because she had a big head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're clearly borrowing some tropes from here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Did you recognize much from, you know, kind of that era of anim an Japanese animation? Gosh. That's I don't have that context, really. No, I mean, so 1981, I was <laughs> uh, five, five years old. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, I mean, probably right around six or seven years old is when Star Blazers came to the United States, I would guess. Um, so that'd be like 1984, 1985, um, somewhere in that range. And and I definitely recognize Yamato was in that video, uh, the space battleship Yamato. Um, in Star Blazers, they called it the Argo. That's what it the was. The Argo. The Argo. <laughs> Sounds like a... Yeah. Is that a gas station franchise? No, not Argo. No, no, no Argo. Um, they, I mean, the American version of Star Blazers was dubbed in English and all the names were changed so like the doctor's name was uh, no not the doctor he's like the, the chief engineer I think was named O'Brien which is definitely not a Japanese name um, Dr. Sane was the doctor on board um, the main character was Derek Wildstar these are all you know American names that must have been a huge show it'll come up probably in yeah. the otaku no video discussion but uh like the the lead character of that when he's feeling at his awesomeness yeah 
awesomest, he wears a Derek Wildstar outfit. Right. Oh, yeah. In Otaku no video. You know, there's something else. And maybe we should do some, um, maybe later on, I think you said before, do some Star Blazer stuff. But that um, in in that thing, the Yamato, well, I guess it doesn't translate so much. But they they showed that um, Star, Star, Star Wars Imperial Cruiser yeah. briefly. And it makes me remember that Star Blazers or Space Battleship Yamato was out in Japan before Star Wars, definitely before Empire Strikes Back. And oh, there's, wow. There's some stuff in Empire Strikes Back where if you watch it side by side um, with Star Blazers, George Lucas had to have borrowed <laughs> some ideas from it, like the crash landing in the swamp. There's an episode of Star Blazers almost exactly like it. It looks the same. They crash land in a swamp. The spaceship he's flying looks kind of like an X-Wing. Um, there's a lot of parallels. So I, I always kind of wondered if George Lucas was watching Star Blazers or had got ports of it anime from Japan and it hadn't been here yet mm. and was able to borrow some ideas from it. But this I don't know. Is, I, this is where my Star Wars knowledge, well, and I guess my uh, my Lucas knowledge <laughs> falls flat too because I I think of him just my default. By default, I think he was someone who would would have been into right this stuff. Like he was he was kind of a uh, a fan a fanboy. I'll research that. Maybe I'll take a note and I'll research that. And yeah. See, did George Lucas rip off Star Blazers? Because well, Star Wars is highly original, right? At least yeah. like showing those kind of visuals and that kind of like sweeping story on the American screen. Yeah, yeah. But well, I feel like like Japanese animation then would have been doing it like already yeah. for a couple of years at least. There's a lot of science fiction written, but right. putting it up on the screen. Yeah. Well, it would have been harder to seek that out for the average American, but George Lucas had already done, what, American Graffiti or something. He was in Hollywood making movies already. He might have had more access to uh, anime. And, and if he had a big team and he was like, hey, bring me everything out there yeah. that's, oh, that's like true. science yeah. fiction, yeah. and he would see all this for stuff and be like, design. oh, what can we... Yeah, what can we use? Yeah, there's even a character in Star Blazers that looks kind of like R2-D2, like a little rope. It's a red robot, but he's got a domed head and no defined face oh, or anything. Clearly. He's just blinking lights. Right. Um, <laughs> but he doesn't, he actually speaks uh, language. He doesn't just <laughs> blip and boop or whatever that R2 does. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of parallels um, if, you, if you were to get in there and check it out. And they really go all out at the at the ending of this one, just destroying like, <laughs> right. all these landmarks sort yeah, of Yeah, so we saw uh, the enterprise we saw the yamato we saw that imperial star cruiser did you recognize any of the other ships i the star trek yeah, uh the, the enterprise. enterprise okay it was kind of like a who's who like everything that someone could be a huge fan of right like there's going to be like monster people and star trek people and and then i guess if you think about 1981 content was not as easy to get your hands on so seeing stuff especially if you're oh yeah right for otaku they're like oh i recognize that there's like there's like uh you know some it's fan service again that's give, a give, that's a, give them what they want that's something we we uh <laughs> like i think we're getting aware of now that uh younger generations have so much content available that it's less valuable yeah right it's not like i mean Again, one of the last people to make this observation. <laughs> right. But um you know, it's just a realization that I'm finally coming to yeah. <laughs> late to the late to the party. But this was this sort of stuff was super precious to them at the time. And Otaku no video is 
all about that. Yeah. Kind of, especially the first episode where it's like these guys are in order to be a fan, you have to have a network of contacts. Right. Yeah. Like I'm remembering now, you know, hearing and reading about, you know, people keeping up with each other over um, written letters and, you know, writing writing about like for instance you know military board games right back and forth to each other uh-huh. or sending um programming work through snail mail yeah like back and forth to each other because that's your disparate like network of people who are also into this stuff and then and then and otaku no video you get six or seven guys together and they all make a fanzine right and actually make money because all of a sudden you've got this this uh collaboration of different otaku material and there's no there's no competing material (laughs) out there and so you can sell hundreds of these little fanzines and actually make a living that's 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 what they're getting at in uh, otaku no video i think because there's not many of them but they're hungry and it's growing yeah yeah it's sort of like witnessing the birth of a new technology sure of media that is qualitatively better than what has come before stuff that's more addictive yeah you know stuff that's just like you could build your life around just enjoying it's so good right like there was nothing before even well like what's the best historically (laughs) before you know modern modern entertainment there's like classical music (laughs) like people will get it so into classical music that's all they do i used to think like uh, (laughs) when i was in high school we're forced to read moby dick I should go back and read it because I've heard people still say it's that actually it's a okay. great book. But I hated it in high school. <laughs> and I was like, how could anyone read this? And it occurred to me, it occurred to my like 16-year-old brain, well, maybe not a lot of people could read. Like literacy was kind of on the rise. Mm. And there wasn't a lot of books yet to read. So, <laughs> so this crap was so all they had. If you learn to read, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. If you learn to read, then... Moby Dick was like Game of Thrones. Right. right? And so everyone read Moby Dick. And of course it had a huge following. Right. But because they didn't actually have Game of Thrones yet. Did you know Game of Thrones came out a lot longer after Moby Dick had been out? (laughs) (laughs) Steve got like a blank stare there for a moment. They furiously tried to parse Um, where that was going. (laughs) I was... Making a joke that Game of Thrones is not that old, but okay. I'm just not that smart. Because <laughs> like, I was thinking, like, okay, well, where, when did Moby Dick come out? Yeah. Like, wait, is it, be in like is the, it the amount of years the between them is long? <laughs> come on, Michael, think. When did Game of Thrones come out? When did Moby Dick come out? There's probably a hundred or so, 200 years in between those, right? Is there a developing technology now <laughs> that... Like what VR is kind of making stuttering steps into. I feel like every five, ten years, someone announces that VR is like coming and they have the technology, but it doesn't take. Yeah. But that seems to be going on now. Yeah. Now their Facebook is really pushing their uh, Oculus and Mm -hmm. PlayStation has had their VR for a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. I've heard it's good, but. Right. But it's not like this where it's like people just get gripped by it. And yeah. Like Let's bring it back around. We were watching Daikon 3. It's playing for, I assume, Otaku in 1981. Yeah, this must have been their, a big convention, if not the big convention. Just considering maybe 
how many people were huge fans of this stuff in 1981. Yeah. You'd, if you're a huge fan, you were probably here. Right. And then Daikon 3 comes up, and apparently the audience just lapped it up. They loved it. Right, and right. And so Hideki Anno and his buddies, uh, they get asked to do... Um, Daikon 4. Daikon 4. Uh, okay. And they've also been what working on Super Dimension Fortress Macross, so that's uh, which has a better name, a better known <laughs> title. Yeah. yeah, Oh, you can watch that on Netflix now too. Yeah. I mean, I used to watch that as a kid too, but probably not as much S Star Blazers, for example. But should we should we play Daikon Four then? Yeah, let's go for it. S this okay should be six minutes. So Daikon Four. I'm gonna bet. No, neither of us have seen this. Uh, right. I I, th I feel like I started watching it and then mm. got sidetracked and didn't finish it. it but it's also very short. Promising. So. <laughs> but I I'm just gonna bet that the quality of animation is much higher because it's a couple good. years later and I bet they got better support and they kind of start with an opening recap of Daikon Three. So dear listener, if you want to play along, we're we're doing Daikon Four opening animation. Uh, it has 444,000 views. That's pretty good. We can't go too wrong. All right, so I'm hitting play. Ten years ago. All right. Daikon 4, opening animation. In 1981. Oh, Daikon 3 was 1981. Yeah, so okay. this is the recap. I got you. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, this is this is right off the start. <laughs> like that dude with his mouth gaping open. <laughs> it just looks insane. Of course she flies. She's got her little rocket pack. So this is like... Oh, this is new, though. This yeah. is new. She has her lightsaber. But this saber. is old. Oh, so maybe they kind of remastered it? Maybe there are just bits that didn't make it into it the first time around. There's the Yamato so they, blowing up. They had the chance to play around with it some more. Okay. Oh, that I think you're right. Just sort of a recap because now it's at the end. She's watering the Daikon. This is the sequel, and they want to know... They want you to know where you were in the story. I'm excited to see the story develop enough that that would matter at all. <laughs> <laughs> so they're kind of uh, retconning the... Uh, she gets beamed up into the Daikon. It takes off to the stars. That's That was pretty cool, though. Great. Okay, now it's 1983. Wow, here we are. Two years later, the uh, crowd and... Just anxiously anticipating. The Tai Kai convention. It must have quite a reputation from the so first time So were they around. called Gainax when this came out? They weren't yet. Okay. I was reading a bit about it. They were called Ano and Company. That's not as clever. <laughs> <laughs> Got some music coming up. But what, you know, he's already obviously the leader, right? Yeah. It's like the company just has his name on it. So they're doing like kind of a... Star Wars <laughs> opening crawl. Oh, and like a vocoder. It's actually pretty awesome. Uh, I'm a, I'm really impressed, actually. The audio <laughs> for 1983. I have a message from another time. Yeah, we're a little spellbound here. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty it's awesome. The singing really vocoder voice. What an improvement. Well, I guess this one really blew them all, like any all the viewers away. You know, blew them away and. Maybe that's oh, why. Here's oh, our wow. <laughs> oh, they've improved the uh, mascot. She's a little bit uh, yeah. sexy. <laughs> Look, we can draw fighting ladies. Dang. Oh, stormtroopers, Darth Vader. <laughs> She's fighting Darth Vader. lightsaber. There's the Death Star. I mean, this Star. is essentially the lady oh, from. Man, that was, is that the alien? This is Xenomorph. <laughs> oh, my God. This is unbelievable. <laughs> 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 she just trashed uh, whatever. Uh, 
yeah. head Decepticon that was. Whose sword is that? This is, this is awesome. This, yeah, it's just like an assault on the senses. She's riding this sword. I don't know half this stuff, and I can just tell it's from something awesome. Yeah. So she's leading a pack of um, of jets while surfing on oh, a broadsword. Oh, there's the broad uh, sword. transformer, like a Macross transformer. The music is good, too. It sounds like... Uh, what just goes back? There goes a bunch of Marvel, oh, I mean, DC yeah. characters. I saw Spider-Man and Superman. The Millennium Falcon. Man, you can... There's a... This thing is packed with... Yeah. Yeah, these animators are flexing their flexing oh, yeah. their muscles here. It's like, we can draw anything. <laughs> now I know why they showed what, what they did last time. It was so bad compared to this. <laughs> See how far we've come in a year? Oh, wow. Give us your money. There's the Yamato again. <laughs> bigger spaceship smashing other space. Oh, here's some very Hidekiano yeah. buildings disintegrating. Cities being Nuclear melted Holocaust. under a blast. Massive terraforming. Oh, it's the entire planet like <laughs> rupturing apart. Oh, this is great. Wow. <laughs> wow, you got a new ice age coming. Dear listener, you're in for a treat. You, like, you got to go to YouTube and check this out. Yeah. I like how it, that um, a montage Ooh. of destruction ends with just an ice age. Like, what's yeah. the most destructive thing that could happen? Oh, and now the laser is, like, growing plants everywhere. Oh, that was a oh, Power, Power Rangers, Rangers there. Some Dragon oh, Warrior I saw people. That, uh, Doraemon, the little blue cat. It Holy almost goes crap. by so fast. So I can just imagine the otaku and the audience are like, how can we I mean, get a copy of this? You you want to watch right. it and pause it and see what everything is. Yeah. I mean, this is like the birth of like pausing culture. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like catch all the references. How frustrating to ha get to watch this one time at the festival and know you might never see it again. Right. <laughs> I mean, people must have been passing out on the wow. floor. Okay, well, you can tell from our reaction. That was great. That was quite yeah, quite a different woof. Oh, that was great. I mean, that was the type of thing where they've got so much to stuff in the margins. They're not yeah. even worried about you hitting everything. They're like, we're just cram every, you know, every quarter second of this with yeah. as much awesome stuff as we can draw. And yeah, and then again, like in the 80s, how frustrating it was when you liked something and you want to watch it again and you mm -hmm. just can't. Right. There's no way you can't go to YouTube and and watch it. Or uh, I was thinking about how how many times I watched bad movies just because I had them on VHS. <laughs> like I'm not getting any better than that. I watched Garfield Christmas like all the time <laughs> like, because my dad had recorded it to a VHS and it was some it was a cartoon I kind of liked. I guess I'm a Garfield Christmas guy. <laughs> I know. It's like <laughs> Steve, it's August. Why are you watching that? <laughs> Saturday. It's kind of like if there's only like one gang in town, and you're like, yeah, I guess I gotta roll with these guys. Yeah. No. At one point, I got a copy no choice. of Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown, and I used to watch that every day. <laughs> like in high school and uh, summer vacation, I watched it like every day, just because that's the content I had. There was no YouTube in 1992. It reminds me, and I can't remember if I. Uh, told this before on the podcast but since uh many people can put out uh 70 episodes in the time that it to put out six um i can't remember but the like funniest early thing i ever saw in my life was funny pythons and now for something completely different <laughs> yeah. and my mother saw it coming in like a tv guide or something i was probably like i was probably a sophomore in high school uh -huh. no i was uh eighth 
grade, eighth grade, so like junior high for us, end of junior high. But you know, my friends were all the funny people. We were all like, <laughs> we were all like the funny guys, and we just that was that was what we thrived on was just just cracking each other up. You know, getting to the lunch table every day and just everybody just you know <laughs> just like trading jokes around the table. Uh-huh. And so I, she saw Monty Python coming on the TV guide, and she's like, she's TV like, TV guide. You have to watch this tonight. And she set me up in the rec room uh-huh. to watch this. And I thought, I thought, I couldn't believe my luck. <laughs> like this was by by a long shot the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know if I'd ever seen like something of that caliber before. Like right, I yeah. probably just hadn't been exposed to something of that uh-huh. caliber. Like British hum- humor at its like absolute like peak. Yeah. Sketch after sketch. <laughs> like I was dying. I was crying. <laughs> I was like on the couch my face hurt like just crying for like you know whatever like you know hour and a half or whatever that runs uh-huh. and like i got to school the next day and i just couldn't guys I, yeah <laughs> i was like i have no words yeah you, you won't believe what i experienced last night but then how do you go watch it again exactly you can't you and that was the thing was like i saw this thing last night uh-huh. You know, did anyone else? Yeah. Please, did anyone else? Yeah. See it? You can't read a review of it. You can't <laughs> yeah. go. Rec- you can't look at now. Look it up on YouTube or, s- or stream it. You punks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you kids don't don't appreciate yeah. what you. That that was just it, and it was like it was like uh, you know, a light had come down from heaven. I was I was I was blessed for a moment. Well, I there. wonder too, because you grew up in like a small sort of sticks town. Oh yeah, like in, uh, end of a like long road. Even, for me, like if I wanted to watch Monty Python, I could go to the public library probably and get it. Oh right. Or, or go to like yeah. Hollywood Video and get it. Right. But out in Belfair, we you had, had Bob's, Bob's Bob's Video. <laughs> it's like basically and a Seven Eleven. Like... Yeah. But not a chain. <laughs> no, no, just a guy <laughs> who owned a lot of videos. Yeah. I mean, really. They're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like his private collection. <laughs> If he yeah. hasn't heard of Monty Python, you ain't getting it. You ain't getting it. <laughs> yeah, people must have been passing out in, in the crowd watching this thing, just screaming and talking about oh, it. Man. Like yeah. the entire convention. Everything all at once. That's what that just was. Oh, that's that's it's pretty awesome. Well, that was awesome. <laughs> so so that was good. Definitely got to ha- uh, put those links up on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, evangelionpodcast.com. For the folks at home, Where I mean, probably, we know what it is. We're just right. making sure you. Well, they they probably are. Li- they, they're like you assholes. We went to your website. That's why we're listening to your podcast right now. I've been curious about that. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, how people find the podcast. I I made it as easy as possible. I mean, this is old ground. We've already tread, but it's out there. Yeah, you can't miss it. It's gonna show up. I mean, it's like seventh or eighth in line of Evangelion podcasts when you search for stuff. But, oh, good. But uh, if you look in iTunes, it's there. If you yeah, look Google's there. So that's how we're getting video. We're getting getting that one that one listens. hit from the yeah. day that may have been you. Well, that was me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh God, we're going to podcast today. I should like. I should remember. Cram. And then, like, I turned it on, actually, during the game. The Seahawks, they were getting their butts kicked today. Mm-hmm. I turned it on, and then, like, ten minutes later, you showed up. So I, <laughs> I didn't even get – so it's probably a pretty typical uh, example of how people listen to our podcast. <laughs> right. They, they make it down about ten, minutes. ten minutes into it, and then something more interesting <laughs> happens. So, okay. Well, that was so awesome. What's next? What's next on our script, and how are we doing on time? Oh, I think we're good, uh, which doesn't mean a lot coming from me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> about the one hour and a quarter. We can handle it. Mark. So I think our plan from here on out was 
whether showing otaku no video in the background i i guess i'll read off some of the the uh, facts trawled off of uh well wikipedia so otaku no video which i guess would translate to otaku's video probably pretty rough translation there uh directed by takashi mori written by toshio okada and this was aired in the late late 1991 kind of september december somewhere in there um pardon my wrestling again I did a, a minimal amount of kind of research into these creators because it's not like a Hideki Anno joint. Yeah. Uh, the director, I couldn't find too much. I mean, and this is all 20 years ago, 30 years ago. <laughs> Sorry, math is hard. Um, that this was that this was aired. So Takeshi Mori, the director, there wasn't too much. But Toshio Okada, it looks like he is kind of a figure. I think his time has passed as far as any kind of fame or infamy uh -huh. he might still have in the community, but he's a bit of a figure uh, as someone who had a lot of criticism for the otaku community, who maybe was a part of the community, but you know resented some aspects of it in a lot of the ways that Hideki Anno seems to. Okay. And so maybe this is something that brought these guys together and obviously comes out in this film that they all produced. But it's basically a satire of otaku culture. Yeah. And the first one here opens with uh, our main character, and he's asking. It looks like they had a, a maybe a party the night before. For some reason, he's at work reading. Oh, he's got that stubble on his chin that they showed later okay. when he's a little bit. Well, so this is this has the feeling of this guy's kind of masterpiece or this guy's like final you know thesis on otaku culture although he i mean i don't know my timeline is pretty shaky here but it's it's both a satire and then in some ways it's a, you know it's kind of a loving sure a loving uh you know um description right these characters Story are like is gynax yeah so that makes me feel like hideki ano is is largely uh, part of the. I think the he tone. was, you know, in the room and probably helping, you know, doing. I think there's. It, it speaks to the culture uh -huh. of the entire company. And the opening credits we were noticing look just like Evangelion. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of un un uh, un destabilizing, I guess, or whatever yeah. the term is for me, because as discussed on previous episodes, <laughs> I have very limited experience to anime compared with probably anyone listening to this podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm most familiar with Evangelion by a long shot, and the titles all look the same. They're using the same font yeah. as uh, Evangelion, like like the mid-episode the mid episode, right. like title cards and stuff. And I mean, I guess also the animation, the quality of Evangelion at, at its laziest. Right. <laughs> it's fine. It's, yeah, yeah. But it's Evangelion is quite like an art show. Yeah. And this is, this is kind of them, you know, just putting putting something out, kind yeah. of. Although the characterizations are, are, you know, well drawn, and they just didn't, you know, pour a ton into it. It's actually a little lower quality than Daikon Four. And yeah, <laughs> I just watched it. <laughs> it's funny though, like now watching it a second time today, and I'm kind of picking up a little more on this main character. So the, the, the main story is you got this guy who, he's a jock, right? He plays tennis. He's got a girlfriend. Um, he's got a job. Look at him getting up early here, you know, to, yeah. to attack the day. Yeah, he gets here to, to the tennis court early on, and uh, he's playing tennis with his cute girl, and they do some um, 
I think they do some fan service in this scene, like an upskirt. They can't help <laughs> themselves. Yeah, I, I hope we I hope we are able to like dig into this topic a bit as we go because yeah. it it's pervasive of Gainax. Yeah. I mean, I got to say that now, having you know, watch. Oh, he just and he just beat her like. Yeah, he beat her badly. <laughs> you didn't have to hit it so hard, you know. And then here we get the upskirt and shot. Yeah, we get like yeah. The otaku like they like their anime ladies. Yeah, nothing like some panties. I tell you what, <laughs> that's that's what so I'm in it for. Is this the same <laughs> girl, or this is a different girl that he ends up dating later? Or is that the same girl? She looks different. Yeah, she does look different. Yeah, so, I mean, it presents this guy who's got it, he's got it all together. Mm-hmm. You know, he's on his way to be a salaryman or, or successful model Japanese citizen. Happy, right. he's athletic. He's optimistic. He doesn't have a lot of drama. Yeah. Like, that seems to be signatory of the otaku culture as presented, is all these people who have a lot of passion and drama yeah, yeah. in their lives. And he's 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 uh, he's a normal guy. Yeah, and here he um, is. He's out with his business buddies, but you could see he kind of didn't want to go out with them. He's so he's so straight arrow yeah. that even like being out late partying with the with the bros is kinda like a bit transgressive for him, you feel like. And plus they're all just sitting around like now they're talking about what car is in a Saab yeah. is in and Porsche is out. Or oh, whatever. so not o- not only is he like on the straight and narrow, he's also even a little elevated. Yeah, yeah. Above the the mainline culture, he but hangs out with people who would would buy a Saab instead of a Porsche. And that's a bit of commentary too, because <laughs> I mean, it's easy I think for people who are into like really into hobbyist stuff to feel a little bit of an outsider. Right now, all the right. rest of the guys want to go out and drink more. And he's like, but I've he's like, you know, I'm good. I got a tennis game tomorrow or something. Yeah, just kind of being like all these guys with their arms around each other, and like kind of being a member of the pack isn't like what he's what he's in it for. Yeah, it's not his. That's not his world. It's, and maybe they're kind of saying like, this is a haven for someone like him, or you know, kind of like that's that's the positive spin on it. Then the yeah. negative spin on it is like he's a victim. Of, of this otaku. upcoming culture, well, that's what I was just thinking. It's like right now he's, he's vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, he's on this elevator. He leaves his buddies, goes down one floor, and who gets on? A bunch of people who are like all excited about this sticker, this anime sticker that the that the otaku girl got, and um, they're talking about how how crowded the uh, the comic book convention or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And like they all seem very happy and excited about something, and he's sitting in the back of his elevator, kind of like not happy about where he is. So all of yeah. a sudden, he's like ripe for being uh, plucked away from normalcy. It is. It's like a moment of weakness, kind <laughs> yeah. of though, because maybe he is a little different and a little vulnerable, but he's he's mostly happy. Ah, and he recognizes one of the kids from his high school. This guy, um, he's a great character. Yeah, I really appreciate him. Uh, Tanaka, we're gonna get into this enough to remember people's <laughs> names. Kubo is the is our is Main our protagonist. Character. Okay, yeah. And uh, Tanaka is his his kind of becomes his 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 main man in his adv- adventures through Otaku Land. Okay, so this is I think probably the I don't know maybe one of the most notable or the most notable in a notable movie is these live action interviews that are interspersed yeah. throughout the film. They're all portrait of an otaku and they're going to go through 
I don't know, are we going to watch this whole thing? Maybe. Well, not. I don't think we had intended on commenting <laughs> live through it, but we yeah. seem to be enjoying ourselves. Yeah, but th so this guy... Uh, maybe for this first bit, and then we'll, maybe we'll trail off okay. and other stuff. So he's been in Otaku for 13 years, and they're interviewing these people and just sort of asking them questions like, like, have you ever had a girlfriend? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and... So it's 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 really funny the way I mean these were these were funny funny young guys who who put this together because it's got this great uh, satirical feeling of those uh, kind of like nowadays I guess the the analog is the to catch a criminal kind of stuff right but it used to be like these Hallmark specials or these kind of these Dateline Dateline exclusive right, kind right. of stuff where it's like people who are living dark secret <laughs> lives are like caught on tape and their 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 visage is blurred out and their voice is blurred and they're yeah. like they're like I first got into dog fighting right, yeah. in the late seventies <laughs> and you know they're asking all these hard questions for these and it's like it's meant to be beamed into your home on you know uh, like seven p.m. on a Thursday night and you get you sit there and you're you get scared about you know these dark underbellies yeah and so it's it's all this like with these these interviews that are very very convincing i think in the sepkin episode they they kind of tip their hand too much it's yeah like they're obviously fake but yeah the question here like this guy for example he's talking about him and his couple buddies putting together a fanzine and uh printing 300 copies and selling them all and it was for their sci-fi club and he's really into it um you could is you could, it real is this a real dude well you could 100 percent buy that this was a real dude yeah but i think that i mean yeah they're all fake oh, they I, th are all? I think okay. they are i really i mean maybe not yeah but like they <laughs> could be and some of them definitely are right yeah but the point is that like i think the point of them is to show you different kinds of otaku so this guy is a yeah. science fiction otaku and he's really into that him and his buddies are into making these fanzines I don't know, what are some of the other otaku that come up on these? I've made a list. They have, like, the collection mm -hmm. guy, the porn guy. The porn guy. <laughs> the gamer guy. Who the cosplay the collection guy. guy. Oh, the collection guy, is, he just records stuff. He was His was, like, the saddest, right? Right. He just has a VCR, and he puts in a tape and records stuff off of broadcast television. He's, like, crouched in filth. Yeah. Just, like, recording commercials saying he's never going to watch them. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah, he's not even watching them. He just wants to have a perfect collection of videos. There's the American otaku, like right. the guy who's entranced by Japanese culture. Who actually, like, leaves America and comes to Japan to help immerse himself in it. Is right, yeah, it? he comes there as a missionary. Oh, But right. he explains that it was a good excuse for him to justify selling all of his selling all of his worldly possessions so he had more money to buy Japanese stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it allows him to live cheaply. So like he probably lives on like, you know, in a in a church or something. Yeah, yeah. And they well, take care of him and therefore he can spend all of his time and money on Well, I think Japanese in his stuff. section he's sitting in like is that the one where they show someone is sleeping on a bunk next to him? So yeah. he's living in some like hostel or something. <laughs> right. He's living cheaply. <laughs> And he he looks and sounds like a good old boy from Texas. Yeah, you can faintly hear his voice in English, with the Japanese translator making much more grandiose yeah. language for him. Which makes but me think really again, he, he might be kind of real, but they've they be, they're taking advantage of translating it and kind of blowing it 
even more out of proportion than might, maybe it really is. I think you're right. There's probably a lot of cleverness <laughs> going on here with how they do these because it's it's really good. And Gainax, I think this is kind of a skill or something remarkable that they have is this ability to walk this line. Like we debate a lot for Evangelion uh-huh. how they're <clears throat> having their cake and eating it too, <laughs> right? A lot with like you know, the pervy stuff <laughs> as well as like, you know, commentary on otaku culture and also like obviously being in love with all of these, you know, giant robots and convoluted science fiction tropes and right. It's that you know, kind s- of self dreamy teenagers. Self deprecating they hate otaku but they understand that otaku is yeah is what they're what they are and, and they think it's is. they think it's awesome but it's also problematic. But they're able to make these these loving these loving tributes that are tongue in cheek, but you're also like, yeah, yeah, that reminds me of my friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, there's the, so the the, the storyline here it's playing out. He's now he's got a girlfriend. This is definitely a different girl than he was playing tennis with. Right. And um, so I mean, that's a good sign. Like everything in here is is like, oh, he's on a right course. A good sign is like yeah. dating around. He's like, oh, he's he's actually out finding a girlfriend. Whereas uh-huh. everyone you meet later is like, oh, I couldn't even conceive of like meeting a girl. Yeah. And he's, yeah, she's asking, are you still playing tennis? And he's like, well, yeah, but he also has just met his old high school buddy, Tanaka. And, uh, and I guess that's the first hint, but she's, she, his girlfriend doesn't really note yet that he's turning to the dark side and. Right. It seems fine. It's just kind of cute. He mentions this, but he's mostly just talking about tennis, and he's he's enthusiastic about her. He's no scrub. <laughs> I wonder if people were, you know, were people offended by, were otaku offended by this when it came out? That's a great question. Like, I mean, I imagine it, it just depends on your sense of humor. Right. But a lot of times, I mean, people who are this deep into stuff, something, take it with a religious fervor. Right. And it's hard for it's hard to see it skewered. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, especially the video interviews might yeah. be Yeah, I wonder how it was received. And they're also the video interviewers are actually they are actually a lot in good fun. Yeah. Because I think like the the real life cases of like, you know, people being shut ins and you know, kind of losing their entire life over stuff are are actually a bit grimmer yeah. than they're presented in the videos, where it's most of the people you see in the interview videos here are kind of like recovered or they've moved on, <laughs> yeah, um, or at least they they have a job and they're for those porn guys, yeah, that, that gets a little weird. <laughs> they're pre- they're presenting they're presenting a good front, um, <laughs> but my impression, or at least maybe it's just the impression I've been fed was a, a well at least a deep concern of otakus in Japanese culture around this time and even up till now who were like completely withdrawing from society. <laughs> like some of the people in the in the interviews. This is a funny scene here because uh oh. one of the otaku girl is is very scantily dressed in like a what a tiger print two piece, like a whole like top Jane and, and and hot pants. Tarzan and, and Jane kinda get up. And she's saying how she's sold so many of their zines. Yeah. And the the his nerdy friend Tanaka, who's dressed like some kind of a space captain or whatever. Yeah. He's like hardly sold any. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't get it. How come she's selling so many more? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> ah. I mean, again, it's sort of like, well, see what you're doing there, Gainax. Yeah, it's sort of like, uh, well, their their main 
purchasing audience is otaku and right they, they naturally gravitate toward the uh, half naked girl I and mean, there's an awful lot of discussion going on of like like the subversion of horniness <laughs> i guess like like yeah these are these are these are mostly dudes uh-huh. especially at this time pretty much everyone conveyed as a dude and uh they are too into this to yeah like develop either social skills or spend much time invested in uh getting a girlfriend they're still horny dudes and so it <laughs> comes out in this other way so the next otaku i don't remember which this guy was yeah so they they do this like slow establishing shot pan in on this office building oh. and then they flash up all of these stats about him years as an otaku nine Born 1969, computer programmer. Oh, and so then they use a pseudonym. So the idea is he's not a otaku anymore, and they're interviewing him. But obviously, the interviewers know that he was an otaku. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's just like that Dateline. Right. Like you know, we have this like shocking revelation, and see how he reacts. Yeah, let's go find this guy and show right. him. Right. They the, they're uh, among us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's 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 built it's built to um, establish uh otaku dumb as a shame uh-huh. like this shameful thing and and thinking about it um seeing the 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 cosplayers in the last scene like i mean that's not too far off from my own reaction like when i probably you know was like 20 or something and coming to seattle from a small town sure and like you know seeing like you know comic-con or the equivalent at the time like yeah. going on downtown you like you know all the, all the the dressed up people and scantily clad people uh-huh. and like just out in front of God and everyone. <laughs> <you know? laughs> like that's how they do things in the city. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> I remember seeing um, a variety of piercings. Like yeah. I'd ride the bus and like people uh-huh. would have like a lot of like, they'd have like a nose ring Yeah, and I was just like clutching my pearls. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Like the, no one the in city Belfair. is wild. <laughs> yeah. I saw a dude with a spider tattoo on his forehead. Whoa. Like it's like it's crawling down uh towards his face. Oh my like goodness. Tarantula. Even I'm like, don't get face tattoos. <laughs> Even oh my God. Steve doesn't get facial <laughs> I tattoos. I was like one of the first kids in my high school to get a tattoo. And uh, <laughs> it was like a big deal too. It's yeah. not even like a very big tattoo. But now it's like people get neck people tattoos. People giving you side eyes. Um, <laughs> there's this guy that cuts my hair, has a bunch of tattoos on his face. <laughs> What's this part? He, he snatches the... Uh, pictures of him in outfits they're they're confronting him for being much more of an otaku than he's been letting on but then the joke here is at the end he's like this Uh, is is a big part of my life or anything and then he actually has like a helmet yeah like on the side (laughs) on the side of his computer desk that he reaches down puts on as major char the red comet said yeah he puts on the helmet one does not care to acknowledge the mistakes of one's youth (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, see, look how clever that is. You can't see it when it's blurred, but then once they do the flash, you uh-huh. can see it. That's good. But he actually has it at the office. So is he a former otaku or is he now? Yeah, he's he's currently, <laughs> he's still active. Right. And then they have, like, the dour-voiced person, like, discussing how pervasive it is in society. And it's great stuff. The title, uh, the subtitle of the of the show that Flash Under is Graffiti of Otaku Generation. 1992 so how are they are they saying graffiti like i think the translation's a little rough but, yeah but it's like it, it's either like the way that they mar society 
Yeah. <laughs> or the way otaku, uh, like otaku culture can like mark someone. Those are the two ways I can spin it. So here's here's the main character now. He's on the phone and he's canceling a date with this girl because oh. he's going to go hang out with these. Very bad sign. And he's telling her he's thinking of quitting tennis. Oh, well, because uh can't get into the can't get into tennis these days. So it's like uh, he's made it this f- I mean, it's the early 80s, right? Mm-hmm. So he's made it this far without being exposed to this this disease. But now that he's even got a taste of it, it's like this is what's running in the back of his head. Yeah. These awesome shows. Um <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, you know, it just doesn't it just doesn't thrill me." And she's even kind of thinks it's charming because he's focused his mind on something. Yeah. You know, it's cute. It's Maybe cute that the was the wrong thing to say to him. It's cute the way men, <laughs> men, you know, develop these like strong, useless interests. <laughs> it's a pleasing aspect of our of our gender. Yeah. So as this plays out, I mean, I guess we're not going to watch the whole thing. But, oh yeah. Uh, as well, this I've plays out, he, he he spirals more and more into otaku until eventually his girlfriend is. Right, she's horrified yeah. by him. She, they have, they have one, and like there, it seems like they're standing date, uh-huh. and he shows up like, s- you know, stubby, stubby chin, disheveled, and he probably smells. Yeah, he he's like, yeah, I was up all night, like waiting for a comic book like release <laughs> yeah. or something, and she, she gives him that look that you see in, in, in movies sometimes where it's like, that I, you know, I certainly haven't experienced personally, <laughs> where a woman is just disgusted with you. What has <laughs> happened to you? You used to like take care of yourself. Like you've changed. Yeah. You, <laughs> I don't love you anymore. And she's just gone. So that, and then this, this movie is like, it sticks with the theme uh-huh. of this disease that, that catches hold <laughs> of him and ruins his life. You know, it's like, it's like an HIV analog or something, right? Um, and <laughs> it it does it does go through this like you know this this loving tribute to all the different kinds of otaku dumb. Right. It has kind of a avatar of of you know the collectors, the military guy, the the animator, the comic book guy, uh, all these all these people. <laughs> and it ends it ends with him essentially giving up all hope. Right. But then, so the, then there's a second episode uh-huh. that I think is, like, to me was, is making a different point. It was less entertaining. Yeah. But it, it pivots kind of madly to him giving up all hope, essentially, and just declaring he's just going to become the otaku, the otaku king. king. Yeah, the which, king of otaku. Which is really just kind of giving up, and he's just going to be one of those dirty, hobble-living guys. Right. But then it, it changes into... It, it feels like it changes into wanting to tell the history of the early days, at least of Gainax, uh-huh. and also the the early days of nerd culture in Japan. Uh-huh. It started out as the disparate interests of highly interested individuals, kind of like the first episode is of all these cool, you know, these cool nerds, cool otaku, and they're really into it. And it, yeah, it kind of drags down their social life. This guy especially, right. but but it's. <laughs> It's not bad to telling kind of more of the big picture story about how big business, these creatives create this industry to serve people like them. Right. But then they they are successful at it. They're successful. Uh And it's kind of like, well, I was thinking like Hideki Anno is kind of the stand in for this lead guy, Kubo, in the second Mm -hmm. episode where 
lots and lots of people wanted to become successful in all these different clubs and all these different interviews. They talk about wanting to start their own fanzines and animation and and join in. Right, right. But not people. Not many people are that talented that right, they can yeah, do yeah. it. But then Hideki Anno was, and like he got the break of doing Daikon, uh-huh. and he's just super talented. So Kubo <laughs> in this one is kind of like him, and like he's in, this is an example group that takes off. But then big business kind of comes in. Capitalism kind of comes in. Right. And, and it's actually his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And, and they have this like ultimate boyfriend. ultimate insult to injury where it's like the banker who eventually buys out his company that's like just Making booming. figurines or something. Yeah. yeah. Garage kits. Yeah, yeah. Through, you know, through kind of like, you know, probably corporate, you know, shenanigans, like easily overtakes his company and just kicks him out. And right. then they're back to the square one. Uh-huh. So you know he he tries another kind of he tries another kind of thing like they switch from making hobby figures to animation. Well, it was like create an original property so that they didn't have to buy licensing. Oh right, it, right, right. And so anyway, this is kind of like long-winded story I'm telling is <laughs> essentially like is kind of like the history of animation and the history of, I mean, sorry, the history of this otaku culture, and kind of it seems like the history of Gainax early on. So it's doing interesting stuff, yeah. but it didn't have like the colorful characters really, and the kind of the personal right thing that made the. But it gives you fun. some perspective on where where Hideki Anno comes from, and yeah, this one this is the funny one too. The guy with he just got like mountains of videotapes. This is the collector. Yeah. Yeah, this is the one where it's like you can smell the room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like like definitely a hovel. Like, again, I think this is probably not real because you can tell they've kind of, like, built this set. And let's put some videotapes up close to the camera and uh, just to, like, uh, really illustrate that he's immersed himself literally in um, VHS recordings of pop culture. But it was interesting to see this, like, range of otaku isn't just anime otaku. It's people who are obsessive about any number of things there there was the one about the guy who's into model guns it's pretty interesting yeah and uh, how he's yeah. like lovingly these guns are cool looking but but the if you ask him does he like war and he's like oh no 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 i would never want to kill anyone i you know i just think that i've never thought seriously about it yeah <laughs> I, yeah uh he just really likes guns a lot and wants to collect modeled guns and it was kind of a revelation because I wasn't really aware that that was a part of what in Japan anyway considered yeah to be like a extreme fandom. But it was like uh, Aida is his name Aida Kun Aida uh-huh. Kun uh-huh. from Evangelion. Uh-huh. He has that's kind of one of his corners. Is, is like he likes going out with his like his pellet guns yeah and scouting and around playing war and sleeping in a tent and yeah and yeah. Oh, yeah, so uh, I guess that idea, which came first, this movie or... I mean, this came after, but I get, or This was this was much before <laughs> Evangelion. Okay, so that character who's way into guns maybe was an in- inspiration for Ida. Let's see, what other kind of otakus do they cover? They have the, the dating game player, oh. <laughs> which and was... Um, was that actually Hideki Anno? No, that was a different guy. Hideki Anno was the porn guy. Okay. <laughs> Wait, was he the guy that had the special glasses that would like depixelate? Oh, that was that was this that, that was, was the dating gamer guy. 
No, Hideki Anno had the special glasses. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. So they have, yeah, these are a couple <laughs> of interesting guys, like, you know, types of otaku. That the, so Gainax did make um, these dating games. Oh, that's for right. For early yeah. gaming system. I mean, I mean, and they're essentially like those, like, click to, like, get the lady naked <laughs> right. like games there's not a lot there's not a lot to them i think like even some of them would be like crossword puzzles you know and sure you just have to or like uh you know those kind of puzzles where you have to work your way through them and if you do if you do quite well you get to see a boob <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or i mean sometimes they're like kind of a choose your own adventure or yeah something. yeah i mean and this genre is going strong yeah today on on uh the popular you know, video game distribution platform Steam. It's always like in the top ten. There's oh, a couple of these. Oh, they still make those. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, wow. And they're like they're like super popular. Huh. I have Steam, but I haven't seen. Yeah, <laughs> I if you look at like time on it, or <laughs> unless it's curating it. Yeah, yeah. Interest. Oh, that's <laughs> that's sort Play. of an em- embarrassing uh, revelation. Well, I hope if you look at the top ten, they're there. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they, you know, they were doing that at Gainax, making those to to make ends meet. Famously, early in their careers, like, hey, gotta right, pay the right. bills. Like these are easy to make. Uh huh. And so we've got like that that guy. We also have, um, and this is the fun bit, played by Hideki Anno, um, per our understanding. Yeah. This guy, it, it looked like he had a job as just like a video editor or something. Yeah. But he was like just talking about in the video. Like, this is this is a good resource for like naked ladies. <laughs> so he's, he's he, like yeah, he's just like watching and uh, he's like whacking it, <laughs> whacking it. <laughs> like and I think the interviewer is like, do you believe that your behavior is inappropriate? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just like he's just like does he keep I saying? Mean, well, she's she's pretty or she's just super he's super pervy yeah yeah yeah. and then he's wearing these was that oh yeah he has these like glasses he's like sci-fi glasses like with you know wiring in them he's like yeah oh right right it helps to like de-pixelate them so he's maybe he is just watching japanese porn famously uh pixelated Pixelated japanese porn Is that a thing? Glasses that depixelate? Can't it can't there must be. be a market. I mean, yeah, you'd I imagine mean, there'd be a market for it in Japan. Well, he says in the video, he says this helps somewhat, you know, something yeah. like that. So maybe it sounds like a uh, a falsehood <laughs> <laughs> or something that someone would sell, and you'd be like, oh yeah, these do help a little bit, huh? <laughs> it's a uh, foreign culture I'm not really aware of, but it is pretty fun to see him on screen. This is a fun bit that's playing right now, actually. Mm-hmm. Part of any induction of a new friend into a circle of nerds. Right. Uh, and I experienced this many times. Right, right. Like bringing people into the circle of nerds I ran with in college <laughs> is you have this training up period yes. where everybody like introduces them uh-huh. to their stuff, especially if it's like someone's new girlfriend. Then it's like, oh, oh have- you're all right, but we we can't really <laughs> we can't really have you in until... You have you, to you watch this entire show. You have to watch this catalog of stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And if you don't like it, then probably you can't hang out with us. Anymore, right. Either. Like, <laughs> oh, man, she's coming over. Like, she won't watch this boring crap with us. <laughs> or like the coolest girlfriends would like the very coolest girlfriends would like play video games with us. You know, that was like, oh, we love Michelle. Like she'll play Diablo 2 with us. 
you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this all seems very ill-advised of did these she, ladies. Did she actually like Diablo 2, though? It's possible. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's possible, <laughs> but it's like, uh, you know, it's definitely, it definitely something that came with the boyfriend. Well, I always feel like our generation, you know, girls wouldn't openly admit that they liked video games. 100%. And, yeah. Because uh, it, it was a boy thing. Yeah. And and um, if I, you ever heard of a girl who liked video games, you'd be like, what, really? <laughs> I can't think of a one. Yeah. Like, and that's, you know, there's no, I think there is a, I think there is a male capacity to enjoy, to be more likely to enjoy them. But yeah, I mean, certainly now, like nowadays, like it's much more open for anybody to get into them. Yeah. But my back kids, then, my kids, they're both girls, and they yeah. they play right now. They're playing uh, Minecraft all of a sudden. It's like oh. it seems like the Minecraft thing had come and gone, or I don't know. I think it's still huge. Yeah, but my kids are just recently getting into it. Here's the Ida character. But there's probably it was probably mostly like there was a degree of shame. Yeah. Especially if you were a girl, like you certainly weren't weren't gonna touch. Well, you wouldn't want <laughs> video any, games. You wouldn't want anyone to find out. Yeah, you were playing video games. Yeah, and probably your parents wouldn't buy them for you. Yeah, that's true. I'm trying to think if my sister played any of my games. I think she might have played the Mario game, and I would try to talk my sister into playing yeah. them sometimes, and she would tolerate just because I was a little older, kind of pressuring her <laughs> to play them. <laughs> like, now oh, come on, you know, play, play uh, Doctor Mario with me, and she'd <laughs> she'd be game for like 15 minutes, and she'd get away. <laughs> I know Angela claims she played Legend of Zelda, although I've never seen it. Uh, Angela, my wife, I, I don't think she's ever um, really played any video games as long as I've known her, though. Mm -hmm. But yeah, my kids are more into Yeah, it. nowadays, I think it's, I mean, it's probably like 60-40 if I make an educated guess about something I know <laughs> a little about, I guess. Yeah, I don't I know. Remember. I mean, I stay, I stay up there, but I certainly am not tuned in. What else? I thought it was interesting to me amount of work that it would take back then to continue to consume uh -huh. these products and to to get access to them how the club members refer to the work they do as research yeah a lot because it's like their research isn't like typing into a search bar and it's, finding stuff on the internet because there wasn't an internet right so. it's like making contacts and writing letters and making phone calls yeah and Going to the library, <laughs> keeping yeah. up, keeping up with things. Yeah, you know, yeah, probably meeting at conventions every once in a while, or you know, if you live out in the country, you know, waiting until you're old enough to make a big trip into town. Wouldn't that be like why something like a fanzine would be so much have so much more? Yeah, uh, that's true. Relevance back then <clears throat> made like for us by us. Right. What else? Did, what other notes are on here? Are we winding down? Well, in terms of the hour of the, <laughs> of the evening, possibly. Yeah. I know that we wanted to talk about, like, these different angles of otakudom and kind of how, like, we experienced them either either when we were younger or, or today. We can hit a couple other things from my notes here. I liked uh, how the interview segments intersperse these real-life tragedies right. and huge global developments. It's yeah, another yeah. bit of the humor that uh, Gain Action brings to this topic, it'll be like two cruise liners <laughs> crash together, you know, 1983, and then it'll cut to these, like, you know, guys arguing, <laughs> you know, over, like, how are we going to, like, get more into, how are we going to get more into, uh, like, dating video games? Right, yeah. Well, here's some, uh, I saw Darth Vader there. 
There's a lot of like copyright appropriation <laughs> going on in these. Yeah. yeah. So if if our listeners want to see Otaku no video, is like Scarecrow the only place to get it? If you happen to be in the Seattle area. I mean, um, yeah. I don't know how the kids are uh, doing their piracy these days. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I could have gotten it back in the uh, the early 2000s. Right. But, you know, so whatever illicit means you have available or a fully stocked video store. I wonder, does YouTube have it? I don't think so. Okay. Because I think it is actually like, you know, under Pro- copyright. Property. Yeah. Um, I hear that uh, the local library is a great resource for these kind of things. Like, I kind of wonder if I couldn't find it at UW, actually. Yeah. Like, UW Stacks might have or it somewhere. Or, like, King County Library put it on hold, and it's somewhere in the system yeah. somewhere. Because it's a bit of a piece of history. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's a really nice capsule of the culture of another country, I guess, that is of interest a lot. We were talking about, like, what is Jap- what is the main flavor of Japan that we get in America? And more than anything, it's, like, just these kind of pinnacles of of culture that they have well it looks like it's on youtube otaku no video 1982 oh hey there you go so it looks like you can look these up otaku no video there's a part one and a part two yeah tatake otakin otaku no video opening it looks two and a half hours long looks like there's at least part one well let's how about uh, what's the deal about Otaku no video? There's a few reviews, people doing reviews of it. I think, dear listener, if you're if you're still here at like the two hour mark, um, I'm gonna leave it up to you guys to to seek it out. I think that we were able to get it. Mike was able to find it. Yeah, it's yeah. It's worth getting. I think if you if you want to get, uh, oh, is this is this this is Hideki Ano. Hideki Ano. This okay, might be a good a good place to uh, <laughs> complete. I thought that he was just giving a great performance here. Yeah, he's, he's kind of hamming it up. You can tell he's got a huge grin on his face, even yeah, though it's kind of yeah. filmed from behind. And he's got his like craft shop made, <laughs> like tech goggles. It reduces goggles. the digital censoring mosaic a little bit. Uh, do <laughs> and then you the have a girlfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? Maybe he works for like a porn production company. Yeah. But then why? What is his job? They said at the the front. We're losing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked one of the interview questions was, do you ever admire the blue sky? <laughs> yeah. It's kind it's, of a... He's there in this like pitch black room <laughs> and perched in front of a TV just watching... He's kind of... Pixelated <laughs> pornography. <laughs> I mean, I guess if there was any question what Hideki Anno thinks of otaku... Here he is just Yeah, I mean that's true. Like his <laughs> his take on it is like this ultimate sleaze ball. Yeah. He's got <laughs> even created these glasses so he can see porn more more clearly. Oh my goodness. Anyway, check it out. Otaku no video. Yeah, it's yeah. Pretty good. And it's a good uh I think it, it puts you in that it, it gives you that perspective that uh Hidekiano is coming from when he talks about hating otaku but also being very much immersed in it it would be a really good primer i think to appreciating those aspects of evangelion like mm-hmm. kind of seeing where these guys are coming from i don't know if i mentioned it twice or nuns or <laughs> <laughs> but the animation really 
it 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 is like Evangelion. Yeah. Like I mean, it's the same. It's the same studio with obviously the same animators. Yeah. It's the it's the spitting image. It's just a little cheaper and a little less, like a little less probably practiced maybe. Yeah, and there's no robots. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Only. Only mechanical <laughs> porn <nothing> glasses. explodes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's definitely, it's worth watching, but it's not uh, big robot anime by any stretch. One could write, like, a couple of pages in their PhD defense, <laughs> you know, Japanese culture about it. Uh, we're approaching midnight. Okay. We, we had previous, yeah. on previous episodes, we'd promised uh, ourselves to not try to record real late. Yeah. But we're very pleased to even have been able to get together at That's all. That's right. It was hard so. to do, and especially this time of year. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so lap it up. So <laughs> just to, uh, as a preview for next week, and maybe a very quick touch on what we did. Not next week. Give me a break. Oh, next boy, <laughs> boy. If only. Uh, we had watched the episode three yeah. um, last week, a transfer. I don't even remember what happens in that episode. Well, it had a very artful finish. Remember it when um, when uh, Shinji is he gets a call. Oh yes, oh yeah, yes. yeah. Which, okay. which he does, one of my favorite moments actually yeah. on the phone, but you don't hear anything. It's an exterior shot. It's raining. And then doesn't he bring his buddies into the cockpit? In the right, sleep? right. His kind of his decency and his tenacity in the middle of combat. Yeah, so, that was like three months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So next episode, uh, next plug cast, we're going to do episode four. Hedgehog's Hedgehog Dilemma. Hedgehog's Dilemma. I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember, remember a thing. So <laughs> I know what the Hedgehog's Dilemma is. They've brought it up in episode three. That's the cl- the closer the hedgehog brings people to them, the more... He hurts them. Right, right. And that's like that's like an ongoing theme. Sure, another another uh, anchor for your um, your PhD defense. So, dear listener, to get ready for next plugcast, go out and watch episode four. You can watch it on Netflix. We'll be back next next time, and we'll watch it, <laughs> and we'll do a we'll do a live watching mm-hmm. with all of our um, you know our our high end equipment. That we have rolling here. I know we keep every time it gets a little bit better, and um, those fourteen-year-olds screaming should be crystal clear. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so maybe we can figure out a way to patch the sound in um, mm. using this line. I was thinking I might be able to run that cable instead of to the speaker, just run it right to this, Ooh. and then maybe at a well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. We'll take some notes, so we it'll only take a minute to set up next time, and not like three hours. <laughs> Um, so until then, yeah, find us on SoundCloud or wherever you already found us. And I have here written clever sign-off phrase. Ooh, that's <laughs> <laughs> kind of something you got to come up with. Yeah, you know, it takes several episodes um, for anyone to actually get watch there. Watch the stars. No. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, we hope you enjoy your faith and family. Oh, that's right. Uh, have a if you're watching this before. Well, it's probably not going to get online until after the holiday. Oh yeah, yeah, because of <laughs> so all the the uh, post production in- interrupting factors I have in my life. But uh, hope you had a nice one. And, <laughs> yeah, cheers. Uh, <laughs>